www.disneytimepodcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. How's it going today, guys? It's going okay. It's all right. I'm a bit tired, but just going to power through it. That's good to hear. At least everybody's doing all right. So on today's episode of the Disney Time Podcast, we are going to be taking a look at the Sherman Brothers and their impact on the Disney parks. So, are you guys familiar with the Sherman Brothers? Nelson, are you familiar with them? Well, originally I wasn't by name, but um, once uh, you, you kind of did your research and compiled a list and I just started kind of looking through them, like, oh, okay. So it's a similar situation that I figured where I definitely have heard some of their songs, I just didn't know who it was by. Okay. And... Rissa, you're familiar with the Sherman Brothers, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I actually met uh, Richard Sherman at one of the D23 Expos, and I was able to watch him play just him and a single piano, um, as well as Alan Menken at my first D23 Expo. So that was really cool. Yeah, that sounds like a very like exciting D23 Expo for you, the first one, right? Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool if, you know, his brother were still living, but it was it was still an experience to, to see the the um, creative genius of, of Richard Sherman and Ellen Mencken. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, both of them in their own right, they, they really did a lot of work, especially on the movie side uh, with doing soundtracks for movies, right? So, you know, like some of the Sherman Brothers movies that they did, you know, Mary Poppins is a big one. Winnie the Pooh. Um, what else was that? You, you have some other movies, right, that they did that uh, Richard uh, and Robert did? The Jungle Book, I think they, they had some influence on that, too. Um, there was a, there's a lot. There's a uh, lot. I think yeah, they, they did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. Right. Yeah. That, that was that's not a, I don't think that's Disney, but is, right, is bed, that? bed not bed. What is it again? Uh. Doorknobs and broomsticks, something like that. Bedknobs yeah. and broomsticks. Bed yeah, and broomsticks. yeah. They, they're just um, they were Walt's go-to writing duo. Yeah, it was like you know Mencken in the Renaissance period, but they were in while Walt was still alive, right? Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at some of the the stuff that they did for the the different Disney parks. Um, so I'm just gonna go by their uh, wiki article the way that they listed them. I think they went by the uh, alphabetically and uh, not by, you know, like which attractions opened first. Um, so let's start with the first thing here on the list. It, it looks like it's from Disneyland Park um, and the attraction or the ride was uh, Adventure Through Inner Space. Name of the song is called Miracles from Molecules. So I'm just going to I'm going to um, play the clip here so we can we all, all take a listen here. Discoveries for happiness in a fabulous array. 
All right, so yeah, that was the clip, Miracles from Molecules. Um, Rissa, what do you think of it? Um, it's very like 50s, 60s vibe, and I'm I'm totally digging it. And it's it's it sounds really Sherman Brothers esque, you know, um, where they have these really creative rhyming schemes, and it, it they're straight to the point in their storytelling. What do you, what do you think, Nelson? Uh, what do you think of this tune? Uh, I kind of have the same thoughts about it. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment where, um, you know, earlier when I was kind of reviewing all these different, uh, like, uh, songs and clips uh, just before, you know, uh, the episode. Right. Um, as I was listening to all of them, I'm like, wow, this is kind of reminding me of Mankin where if you listen to every, like, all of these, they all have this similarity between them. Yeah, and it's kind of like john williams too right yeah exactly so i mean you could tell like the consistency like there's a there's something about them that's just they're they're each individual songs but there's a style to it that's just like oh yeah you could probably i mean if i knew them like beforehand by name i'd be like yeah that's probably the sherman brothers but yeah it's pretty cool how uh you're able to kind of just tell yeah I, i really like that i mean it seems like if you name an artist, um, you know, that's known for their work, you could really, like, especially people that do the musical scores and things like that, you can really pick them out. Um, like Rissa mentioned, John Williams, he's a big one. You could really tell. There's there's certain there's certain uh, motifs and themes in their music that you can pick up. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a thumbprint for, for composers. They have this signature theme that they always go to. Um, with Alan Menken, there's like, I don't know if you, if you notice, but when anytime he composes a Disney song, there's like these chimes in the background. Um, oh yeah. And then he relies heavily on, on those strings as well. Whereas, uh, John Williams relies heavily on, uh, like the brass section um, yes, w- yes, with his orchestration. That. Um, the Sherman brothers, they're very piano heavy. And it, it always has this optimistic kind of vibe to it, even when they're writing in a minor key. There's always like this witty, upbeat, optimistic type of feel. Who do you think they might have been influenced by? Is it like Broadway show tunes type of deal? Do you think that's how they were influenced? I would think so. And just the time period that they were kind of brought up. Um uh, I believe that, you know, they, they were raised during that period of, of time in American history where it's all about optimism and, you know, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps and, you know, putting your best foot forward type of thing. Yeah, this first song that we uh, that we you played here, it definitely, yeah, same, like reminded me of like commercials you hear back from like the 40s or 50s, like during World War Two and whatnot. That's true. It It does sound a lot like that, you know. So that that was cool. That was um, uh, Adventure Through Inner Space replaced the Monsanto Hall of Chemistry, which was one of the original um, pieces of Tomorrowland, and then eventually was replaced by Star Tour. So if you can imagine, that's the building where this was housed. Yeah, and I think this uh, Adventure Through Inner Space is like you're going inside a person, right? You're right. in these like buggy type vehicles. Yes, yes. Um, that that's what that one was. Uh, you you get shrunk down or like you, you like shrink down into 
atom size so you can go in and see people the inside of somebody <laughs> or like all the way to the size of an atom and you'll see like what what molecules look like and whatnot which is pretty cool yeah that sounds pretty cool and educational yeah something i mean i don't know if it's lacking at tomorrowland right now but tomorrowland to me seems lacking <laughs> well hopefully they address that soon definitely all right so the next um, on our list here that we're going to look at from the Sherman Brothers. It's from from a parade. It's from the, the U.S. Bicentennial. Um, it, it's from America on Parade, which was a temporary parade that they put in to celebrate the America's Bicentennial. The song is called The Glorious Fourth. So I'm going to play the clip here. So, Rissa, what's your opinion on that um, on that track there? Again, uh, it's it's the epitome of Sherman Brothers. Uh, they you can hear in the background uh, clear themes of like American patriot songs. Um, when we tried to play it on on a piano, it it kind of sounded similar to like the leading note sounded like the national anthem. Uh, so. Yeah, they they have this witty uh, witty thing about them where they take themes but also spin it to make it their own. So uh, you have the the lyrics that that are the epitome of the Sherman Brothers, where it's all about optimism and um, America and whatever. And they have a unique rhyming scheme, but then their their themes are are very very fun and optimistic. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's. You can tell it's a Sherman Brothers tune, and yet, you right. know, it's like America. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Nelson? Uh, I mean, I could tell it like it had very similar vibes to the the first song we played, but with a definitely a Fourth of July uh, twist to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and the lyrics too. It's like, you well, know, right, a Fourth of yeah. July. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty fitting that they use them again um, for something you know for the bicentennial. So um, I think at that point they were not actually working for Disney, but they were uh, they were brought in as a third party to to do this parade. So, um, but it was cool. I liked it. All right, so our uh, the next thing on the list here that we're gonna look at is from Epcot. So they actually did quite a bit of writing for Epcot. Um, this is from the Communicore. The song is called The Computer Song. And I'm going to play the clip here. You see, my friends, the computer makes life easier. <laughs> Saves me time and headaches, too. <laughs> he sorts things out, analyzes in a shake. My enormous problem to him's a piece of cake. Okay. There's that uh, little ditty there. Um, what do you think, Rissa? There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> I was singing that shining in my head at too. the every day. Yeah, that's what I heard when when I heard that song. I was like, "Wow, this sounds a lot like uh the Carousel of Progress song. It also sounds a lot like Mary Poppins. Like it sounds like Bert." Do you think they um they kind of recycled some of their uh their corporate directions there? 
Probably. And they added a little bit of uh, 70s kind of computer futuristic sounds in there, too. Yeah. What do you think, Nelson? Well, for one thing, I was just thinking, like, I wonder where this was, where, like, this attraction was. Or I can only think it being somewhere in Future World, because it seems like that would be appropriate. But, uh... Definitely. So, yeah, that was, an, it was located in Future World. Uh, so... I like I like that it's a, uh, you know, Sherman Brothers. <laughs> so um, the next we're gonna look at another thing that they wrote for Epcot, and this was during their their opening celebration and dedication uh, at the World Showcase. So they wrote a little ditty for them there at the World Showcase as well. Um, let me play the clip here. In this showcase for the entire human race. People to people, culture to culture, nation to nation, coming forth and joining hands. This is World Showcase, the substance, the essence, the coming together of youth from distant lands, growing and learning from each other, sensing the needs of one another. All right. Um, So, Rissa, what do you think of this? Um... It just sounded like the Sherman Brothers to me, uh, especially the the rhyming scheme. Um, the orchestration was interesting to me because it, it, it implemented a lot of different instruments from different cultures. So every time, if you watch the video, every time they move from showcase to showcase, it, it kind of incorporates some type of instrumentation from there. Uh, I don't know if it was, I mean, obviously it was intentional, but I, I don't know how it came across uh, during, during the time. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I think it was an interesting song. <laughs> what did you think, Nelson? So, for one thing, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but it just made me think about my favorite park. Oh. I was just like, oh my <laughs> gosh, just going through it and then just like, oh yeah, the World Showcase is definitely my favorite part of that park. And kind of wish I was at this uh, opening ceremony, but obviously we weren't even... Born, born yet <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh man i would have loved to have been there but dang yeah this is uh, I, i'm kind of sad they don't i don't really hear this this like earlier today was the first time i heard this song but um i still think it's kind of like the the like you could probably make a jingle out of it and i think it'd be pretty appropriate um background track like walking through the park at some points Definitely, definitely. So this um, this little uh, jingle was written for the opening celebration that aired uh, on C- on CBS October 23, 1982. Uh, this singer is actually the actor-singer-comic Danny Kaye. Um, he was the host of, the, of this opening like TV show for Epcot. And actually, there's some, some other people that, that make some cameo appearances. I actually saw at the at the beginning of this video, Drew Barrymore was there as a little girl, so um, <laughs> it was pretty cool that you know you see some of the some actors and actresses that make some cameos, and uh, yeah, they did it specifically for this little this opening celebration, which is really pre- pretty cool. Okay, um, so the next um, one on the list here that we're gonna take a look at it the song. I mean. It's going to be pretty recognizable. 
It's actually, it's a small world after all. Originally from the 1964 New York World's Fair, they moved it and adapted it to the parks. So let's take a listen here. What did you think of that song? What an earworm. Yep, now it's stuck in my head. Yeah, that's going to be stuck <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's such a fun song, but it's so easy to sing that it'll be stuck in... It's kind of like Baby Shark. Just, oh, just mentioning yeah, just mentioning the name of the song and it'll be stuck in your head. You know, like right now, Baby Shark is playing through your mind. Yeah, just because you mentioned it. I did that to you, listener. <laughs> Um, oh, no, but man. it's a small world. It, it's such um, an iconic Disney song now because it's in so many parks around the world. Um, kids love the song. It's so happy. It it teaches about unity and that we're all one one world. Um, but it also embraces you know differences between different cultures and that how that's important. So yeah, it's it's a great song. Even though it drives me nuts after a while because it's so repetitive. And it's on loop inside the ride itself, which is like yeah. 15 minutes long. <laughs> which is why I love the holiday version, because it oh, incorporates right. Jingle Bells, too. So, What do you think of this song, Nelson? Well, like I said, um, it's definitely stuck in my head now. But uh, in all honesty, when I'm going through the list here, uh, this was the very first one that I actually recognized, unsurprisingly. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, I didn't know this was uh, done by the Sherman Brothers. So, learn something new every day, I guess. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I like it. And um, I remember watching, like, a documentary that Richard was talking about, like, it was he wasn't really planning on making that song that way. And then he accidentally came up with it, and it stuck. So, <laughs> it's awesome. I like it. All right. So, the, um, the next tune that we're going to listen to here is... Also coming from Epcot, uh, it's called Journey. It's from the uh, attraction Journey into Imagination with Figment and the Dream Finder. Uh, the song is called "One Little Spark." So let's take a listen to the clip. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart <laughs> of all creation right at the start of everything that's new one little spark lights up for you okay uh Arisa, what do you think of that um the orchestration is just so ingenious because it it makes you think of toy tinkering um so automatically you just you're just brought back to your childhood and how how everything was about your imagination and that's how you played so i i thought that that was really cool i didn't actually get to experience this um attraction at epcot so i i thought it was um really cool that uh 
I still got to experience that when when I heard him play it in 2013. So, what what do you think of that song, Nelson? Oh well, uh, I have definitely ridden this ride before, and again, this was another example of I've heard it. I didn't know who it was by, but now after hearing all these other songs, like oh, I could definitely hear all the that you know signature similarity between all of them that kind of you know brings them all together being under the same composers but uh i mean i liked how it, it, it's kind of like a cute jingle where it definitely invokes the the imagination and um i feel like it's a very appropriate title the one little spark and i mean it's just it fits so well so i'm glad that they're still playing it and because it's the, still an attraction Although I am worried that they are going to take it out, um, in all honesty, they it most probably will, with the big refurb that Epcop's going to be going through in the next couple years. So, um, you know, if you ever get a chance and haven't gone, try and try and get that right on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Just just take a ride and. And then you'll uh, you'll hear hear that song, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple ride altogether. It's just you're just sitting there and kind of going through, kind of like us a small world, except you're not on a boat though. It's just a little ride vehicle. But yeah, it's cool. Um, I I didn't get to ride it either, but you know it's uh at all. Yeah, we we skipped it. Oh. We skipped the, our fast pass for that. So <laughs> we wanted to eat some more. Yeah, so we. Just no, I, I thought you like. Have you never ridden it? Oh no, I actually I have. I didn't even go on it uh, when I was in the. Oh my the goodness, program. that's yeah. surprising. Yeah, I I just skipped over that too. But hey, it's uh, it's okay. I'll I'll hopefully I I can uh, experience it one day. <laughs> hopefully, you two better get on it. <laughs> yeah, before they before they decide to take it away from us. Okay, so. The um, the next song that we're going to take a listen to is from the attraction called Magic Journeys. Now, this was at, they had it at Epcot, and then they moved it over to MK, they had it, or Magic Kingdom. They had it at Disneyland, and then they also had it at Tokyo Disneyland. Um, so, there were two songs that they that they wrote for the for this attraction. Um, it was Making Memories and Magic Journeys. So we're going to listen to Making Memories first, and then we'll listen to Magic Journeys. All right, so here's Making Memories. Long before the old Model T, round about the turn of the century, folks discovered a barrel of fun, taking pictures by the light of the sun. Smile, hug, look at the camera, hold your breath and say cheese. Cheese, little did they realize back then They were making memories Making memories, making memories Taking pictures is making memories Catching little pieces of time Making them yours And making them mine Alright, Rissa, what do you think of that little ditty? I really liked it. Um, it kind of reminded me like of a barbershop quartet uh and just the the lyrics itself it, it reminded me of like um all of your past and and you don't really realize when when you're 
taking pictures or whatever that you're capturing a moment and you can look back on it and see your memories. So I think it really captures the spirit of, of that attraction. How about you, Nelson? What did you think of that little ditty? I think it's a pretty fun song and kind of to build on what Riss's comment, it, it reminded me of the Dapper Dance, like a song that they would sing. Cause yeah. It's, yeah, like a quartet. Um, but I, yeah, I also agree. I like the, the message, like making memories and you know, take a picture. And yeah, it's a fun song. All right. So yeah, let's let's take a listen to Magic Journeys, which is the, the theme from the attraction Magic Journeys. Okay, uh, Rissa, what do you think of Magic Journeys? I thought it was interesting because you don't tend to hear a lot of uh, songs or theme songs in a minor key unless it, it's like um, Haunted Mansion or something that's intentionally scary. Um, so typically minor songs are, are there to evoke some sort of emotion, some sort of feeling. So I think that was their intent of like, forcing the the person or people listening to it to have uh like a connection to um a reflection of, of their childhood cool yeah what do you think nelson well that chime at the start i was like whoa am i listening to mankin <laughs> 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 but uh then it kind of it, it definitely had that initial feel to it but it kind of you know got back to again i keep I keep bringing it up because it's just so evident, really. If you really listen and pay attention, you're like, yeah, th- there's that similarity. It's a definitely a slightly different message here, but uh, I think it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. It's a, a good little tune there. Okay, so um, the next the next um, song that, that we're going to take a look at here, um, this, was, this was actually just for Tokyo Disneyland. It's called Meet the World, and then there's also they also have a tune from that same one at the end called Meet the World. We meet the world with love. Um, so, Meet the World. Yeah, it's written specifically for Tokyo Disneyland. Let's take a listen to that. Okay, Rissa, what do you think of that? It was a really long fanfare. <laughs> yeah, right before they even get to the uh, the singing. Yeah, um, it it it's uh, 
it really evokes that Disney feel, though, um, with all the instrumentation that they pulled out. They pulled out all the stops on that fanfare to kind of get um, the the writer into the feeling of you're in Disney, you know? Um, so I, I thought it was cool that they, they pulled out all those tricks and, and you just automatically already felt like you were you were in Disney. What do you think, Nelson? What do you think of Meet the World? Well, when I first listened to it, just that initial, you know, first por- portion of it before all the actual singing, I was just thinking, wow, if I close my eyes, I just feel like I'm walking through a promenade, you know, or the the, the entryways in between <laughs> even DCA and Disneyland here. Oh, yeah. And like this, it, it just feels like it's a very appropriate for, you know, just walking in that area and possibly even, you know, getting through the, you know, turnstiles to get into the park just right there just that seems like perfect (laughs) for it or it's very fitting yeah so i mean uh and before and i want to mention before any of the even chorus if um they didn't uh like introduce any of that and just um didn't sing i wouldn't have guessed this was only for the tokyo disneyland park yeah so there's a uh so this attraction was like a like a history of the of, of Japan type of deal that they wrote this for. Um, it's like they're trying to they're trying to show a film of the origins, like origin story of Japan and their mythology and all this stuff. So I I feel like that was an appropriate song for it. Um, what do you what do you think, Chris? Do you think it was appropriate for that kind of film that they showed it in? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I I never I never got to experience it before it closed but yeah yeah um i i would assume that it it sounds like a an appropriate uh opening song yeah um yeah so the the next one from that same film was we meet the world of love um i'm just gonna play like the finale scene from from tokyo disneyland because that's where it was at Okay, Nelson, did you get a chance to listen to the clip off before we uh, we started? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts on it on the on that ending ending scene where they're like showing off the different parts of Japan? I mean, it would have been better if I could actually watch the entire like ending oh, sequence yeah. because it just seems like this is definitely something like a finale per se or like toward like it just feels and sounds like something at towards the end of a presentation (laughs) right yeah that's i think that's what they were going for the sherman brothers were for that so So, yeah i mean if that's what its purpose was it was very fitting definitely definitely i wish that i knew what they were saying too but i i could pick out some words here and there but uh i'd have to see subtitles (laughs) Yeah, yeah exactly exactly 
All right, so um, let's let's move back to Disneyland and um, let's take a listen to the song called Magic Highways. It was from the exit of Rocket Rods, and uh, Riss and I used to ride that quite a bit before they closed it down. So let's take a listen yeah, to so the clip. only only you two would know this at all. I right, or recognize the song, yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a listen here. Okay, um, Rissa, what do you think of the, the Rocket Rods uh, exit music there? That took me back. Um, every time we rode this ride and, you know, having that exit audio, I had no idea at the time that it was a Sherman Brothers uh, song because it doesn't sound like anything that they've done before right? Uh, to me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if it's because of the time period that they, they wrote this in, you know, early 2000s and whatnot mm-hmm. um, for, for the brand new Tomorrowland re- revamp. But... Yeah, it 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 brought me back to to the time that we were able to write it, and every time we wrote it, it it just reminded me of a like a spy car chase kind of theme, where like an old James Bond movie where you're like you know going through a, a crime, you know, chasing after the big bad guy or whatever, while trying to also loop in some futuristic themes um, because the re-theme of uh, Tomorrowland was kind of a Jules Verne-esque kind of a feel instead of the, the bright future feel that, you know, Walt was originally going for. So it fit that, that kind of re-theme. Yeah, I agree there. It was, it was kind of like, and then they and then they have the chorus, like the, like it's like a ghostly thing. It's yeah. kind of weird, but um, I, I liked it. But, you know, some at some point it was like when they did the re-theme, it's like, did the, are they trying to be Euro Disney or, you know, are they trying to be not, you know? Yeah, it, it's like they were a little confused of what they wanted to do because they, they weren't really sure of what the future would hold. So they I feel like they tried to just go sci-fi-esque because they didn't know, they didn't want to do the bright future because everything at the time coming out was like dystopian type of future. So, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Nelson, does, it, does this uh, track, like invoke any type of emotion for you well it's kind of funny when rissa was going over her thoughts i was just thinking like this sounds like a car chase yeah especially at the very start it's like um kind of almost blade runner kind of feel to it for me but um it uh again it still felt very appropriate like going i actually went and uh watched a quick um pov of the ride and I'm like, oh, okay, just to get a feel for what, what the what the ride is, and yeah, I mean, it's another piece that's uh, very fitting, and uh, I think they did a really good job. I agree, I really like that. All right, so let's move to the next um, attraction, and in Disneyland it doesn't exist anymore, but at Magic Kingdom it still does, and of course I'm talking about uh, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Uh, there are two tracks that the Sherman Brothers have going for this. Uh, The best time of your life, and there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. 
So let's take a listen to the best time of your life. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize. Live every minute. Open your eyes and watch how you win it. Yesterday's memories may sparkle and gleam. Tomorrow is still but a dream. Right here and now, you've got it made. The world's forward marching and you're in the parade. Okay, Rizzo, what do you think of that of that song? It made me think this isn't in Carousel of Progress right now. So, um, yeah, I couldn't remember if it wasn't or it was, but I, I guess it, it's not. Um, but that was for the World's Fair, right? That that track for GE? Yeah, that's so right. So, for me, the, the message was a little different than the actual theme song of, of uh, Carousel of Progress right now, which is There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Because um, on that theme song, it's looking towards the future and looking... F- towards the what what can happen next you, you never know Every, all these inventors are coming up with new things and improving our lives whereas with this theme song the best time of your life it's focusing on the now and living in the present and appreciating what you have right now so i think that fit with the theme of the world's fair of oh my goodness we've made so much progress you know you got to appreciate what we've come up with now that is true so what, what did you think of that Oh, that song, Nelson. Yeah, well, I didn't know that this was part of Carousel of Progress because I hadn't he- I hadn't heard it before. Um, the only version of the ride or attraction that I've seen only had the one song, which is the following song coming up. But um, yeah, I didn't know any any real um, background behind it, but that's pretty cool insight that uh, Brissa just gave. So yeah, it's uh, again pretty appropriate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like that that song was about right now, the here and now. But the next song that we're going to listen to is about the bright tomorrow. So let's take a listen to There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Okay, Rissa, what do you think of that track? So this track really evokes the emotion of of optimism and it and dreaming and you know what walt really thought of you know the future so i i feel like this possibly could have been walt's you know brain translated into music where uh he had this innate sense of optimism and looking to to the future and continuously improving so uh i feel like this is what that song um captures so I, I thought they did a really great job in, in changing it from now is the time to look towards the future. We have so much ahead of us. And uh, what did you think of this track, Nelson? So this is the second track that really, like, that I knew. 
Um, well, I, I did know beforehand, like uh, up above in this list, um, it's a small world and journey into imagination. But this one was the one I actually like. I knew it. Like, I don't know how to say it, but I knew it beforehand. <laughs> oh, like you, you, you already recognized the, the, the yeah. song. Yeah, just by even the title. So, um, and man, just listening to it, it's another one that, you know, it'll just get stuck in your head. It's very catchy. And it doesn't help that, you know, while you're in the ride, you hear it four times. <laughs> yeah, every, every time. Every uh, quadrant of the ride, they're, like the transition, that's what they're singing. Which, you know, I mean, that's what the the carousel of progress is. And it's very, again, still, it's very fitting for that ride. So Yeah, I also like how it, how it bridges the ride. Yeah, it's a good connection between each segment of the ride or the attraction. And um, it's, I, I, you know, after Rissa was, uh, you know, giving her insight also, uh, I was just thinking like, wow, yeah, that's, uh, it's kind of a, like, the perfect theme song for, I guess, a, like originally like Walt's vision for Tomorrowland. That's true. Yeah. I mean, just the entire message of the song. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like, I like the song. It's, um, you know, it, it, it always, it, it gives a pi- picture of a bright future. So, uh, it's, it's happy, campy, but I like it. All right. Um, Let's move on to the the next song that they did. Uh-oh. Uh, so now, now this is uh, you'll you'll find this at a bunch of different Disney parks: uh, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Tokyo Disneyland. Um, it's from Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. The song it's, it's called the Tiki 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 Room. So let's take a listen to that. <laughs> Flowers groom in the tiki 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 room. Welcome to our tropical hideaway, you lucky people, you. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be the audience too. All together in the tiki 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 room in the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers groom in the tiki 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 room. All right, Rissa, what do you think of this song? Ah, oh, that's my jam. I was totally like grooving to that. Yeah, um, I was uh, definitely bouncing along with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've seen actual clips of um, like Walt developing these birds at Wed, and him turning to the Sherman Brothers and them singing it together. It's it's just such a great catchy song that captures the the essence of of what walt wanted to do with the enchanted tiki room um there's so many different things uh within the tiki room that that capture joy um and also you know togetherness and getting everybody to sing together so uh it's a great earworm but not a crazy repetitive earworm like uh it's a small world so i i love this song what's your opinion nelson yeah, this is definitely a catchy song that I don't mind as much getting stuck in my head, unlike It's a Small World, where that can get old real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I don't know. There's also something about the Tiki Room that it brings me back, because um, I think one of, like, definitely one of my favorite memories of this of this attraction and, and this song in particular was when we went for Zane's first birthday. 
I mean, we were just all enjoying it and just looking over and watching Zane just take it in. It's, it was it's kind of special to me. So, yeah, it's a song near and dear to my heart. Yeah, definitely for me too. He he really did enjoy that. He he still loves that song. And oh, I know <laughs> that's his uh, national anthem, right? That's his, his yeah. national anthem. <laughs> we asked him that. What's the national anthem? And he said the Tiki 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 Room. So. He goes, uh, oh, tiki, 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 tiki. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I love the song, too. Um, and Rissa, you remember you mentioned about Thurl Ravenscroft. He's a voice of one of the birds there. Yes, so. Fritz. Fritz, yeah. So they even have, they've got Wally Bogue in there and Fulton Burley. Those are some other bird voices. And the Mellowman. So, yeah, it's a... It's pretty pretty cool. I li- I like uh, how it's it's one of those attractions that Walt Disney actually had a hand in, and uh, I was kind of upset when they when they changed it into the under new management thing back in uh, Magic Kingdom. Oh, you weren't so... the only one, so they fixed that real quick, right? <laughs> yeah, it didn't last that long, so I'm I'm glad they they put it back to the original, and uh, yeah, love the song. All right, so. The last two songs here are uh, actually from Disneyland. Um, the clips that, that I got were from the 60th anniversary, uh, but the song is, is still Sherman Brothers. The, it's from the fireworks, Disneyland Forever. Um, the two songs are Live the Magic and A Kiss Goodnight. So these are the 2015 recordings, but you know, written by the Sherman Brothers. So let's take a listen to Live the Magic. So, Rissa, what do you think of, of Live the Magic? The start of the song, it it's really gets you in the mood of uh, the fireworks, especially with Peter Pan talking and whatever. Um, they popped it up a lot in the 2015 version, but you can definitely hear the, the Sherman Brothers influence in there. The, yeah, they definitely have a lot of uh, poppy feel to that. Um, Nelson, what, what do you think of, of this tune? Yeah, when... I was listening to it, I was thinking, like, if this was based off of a Sherman Brothers tune, like, it's definitely been updated <laughs> right, <laughs> to, right. to be more, like, modern, per se. But I guess, yeah, the poppy is probably the better um, description for it. But, uh, yeah, it's um, it's very iconic now, in all honesty. And, um, it's yeah, it's for the fireworks, and it's just perfect for it. I love the title, Live the Magic, and it's for Disneyland Forever, so which is also another perfect title, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. 
So yeah, the final tune from the same fireworks. It's the the uh, outro. It's called a kiss goodnight, and usually they they play this like you know after all the fireworks have settled and then people are starting to walk out. This is like the 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 point where they start playing the song, right? It's like, all right, guys, time to start uh, walking. So all right, let me play the audio. A kiss goodnight is the doorway to dreamland. A kiss goodnight. Here's where memories begin Just close your eyes And you'll see where your fantasies dwell To your surprise What a fabulous tale they tell A kiss goodnight Is the start of a journey Too deep in Okay, so Rissa, what do you think of that tune? Uh, that's a very fitting goodbye song. It it, it reminds me, um, some of the themes in, in there remind me of uh, Mary Poppins um, when she's uh, singing to, to the kids. I don't remember which song it is, um, but yeah. Oh, the, the closer, don't close your eyes, don't go to bed, or mm-hmm. stay awake. That's what's yeah, called, yeah. Right? stay awake. Yeah, yeah so it, it has kind of that motif going on weave throughout it and uh it's just a sweet goodbye a sweet goodnight song um yeah I, I really think it's it's a good fitting close to park close how about you nelson what, what what are your opinions on this so initially when i saw the title of it being called a kiss goodnight i was wondering if it was related at all to the goodnight kiss that is um played at magic kingdom because um, I was actually stayed at Magic Kingdom long enough to actually experience that. Like literally, I was right at the base of the castle. And, oh yeah, um, yeah. And it's not <laughs> like it's a different song altogether. But um, yeah, I agree. It is definitely it's an it's essentially a send off. Like thank you for visiting and have a wonderful evening, and we'll send you off on hope to you know see you again soon if not tomorrow <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah um that was the um uh, i really like that and they they i i love this now forever so it's a great it's a great fireworks show especially for disneyland so <laughs> um okay so after hearing all the the stuff that the sherman brothers worked on for the parks uh, what do you what do you have to say, Rissa? I mean, the Sherman Brothers and Alan Menken basically hold the key to my childhood, so I just want to thank Richard Sherman. Um, not that he's listening to our our, our podcast, but if he <laughs> happens to tune in ever, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for for molding my childhood and giving me such a such great memories through music and. Um, it's an amazing, amazing thing that you've left your legacy through through music, not just in movies, but also through through the parks and through your work. So 
thank you, Richard Sherman and Bob Sherman, who, you know, may you rest in peace. And uh, any thoughts, Nelson? Yeah, so I would also like to thank the Sherman brothers as um, being the ignorant one I was before. I've now been educated, <laughs> even in just even the slightest. But um, yeah, having heard your like several songs before not knowing who it was by now i know and i have a new appreciation for it and um you know if uh disney the parks or even you know any of the other uh properties that they have decide to incorporate more and more uh sherman brothers i'm all for it i mean they're definitely iconic in all the music that they have produced um, and you know, it's definitely welcome. So thank you and hope to hear from more of more of you soon. Yeah. Um, I also would like to thank the Sherman brothers and thank you for, for all the music that you've made for Disney. Um, it's definitely had a great impact on my childhood and, you know, growing up, listening to all the different music that you made, hearing it in the parks, hearing it in the movies, hearing it in the TV. Uh, just really appreciate all that you've done for, for the Walt Disney Company and for our entertainment. So, uh, Rissa, you want to say anything to our listeners? Yeah, thanks for tuning in and listening to our, our thoughts on the Sherman Brothers' influence on, on the parks. Um, if you want to hear more from the Sherman Brothers, they actually have a, a couple of soundtrack compilations that it's not just them uh, playing and singing. There are other artists that have uh, joined together, and I think there's one called the Sher- the Sherman Brothers uh, Songbook, um, and there's another one, another compilation album as well. I don't remember the name of it. Um, so, in Disney's time of need, please go out and support them. They released these soundtracks back in the '80s, so um, they've been out for for a while. But if you don't own it, go check it out. Um, but thank you again for, for listening to our podcast, and I hope you uh, tune in next time as well. And Nelson, anything you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, thanks guys for joining us this week. It's another interesting topic, kind of another sort of a deep dive into um, you know, Disney history here. And I uh, hope you found uh, this, uh, this week's topic uh, interesting and entertaining, and I uh, hope to see you next week. Yeah, and I'd like to also thank the listeners for always tuning in and if you uh, let us know what your favorite Sherman Brothers um, tune is in the parks, or maybe you have a favorite Sherman Brothers tune that they wrote for a movie or something. So let us know your thoughts. And thanks again for tuning in. And on behalf of the other two, I'd like to say, keep your watches synced to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Later.